1: It's the Opposition Research Podcast on HawkeyeNation.com. Welcome to the Opposition Research Podcast here on HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs. Each week, I will find a beat reporter, blogger, or broadcaster that covers Iowa's upcoming opponent. If you have a suggestion for who I should talk to in a given week, or if you have any questions you would like me to ask, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew C. Downs. Let's get to this week's game. Iowa hosts Minnesota. The Gophers are ranked 7th and coming off a huge win against Penn State. They are now 9-0. Iowa open as three point favorites. My guest today covers the Gophers for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Megan Ryan. Megan, thank you for the time. Thanks for having me. First and foremost, uh, what is it like to cover Minnesota having their best season in like fifty some years? Well, what's the fan base like right now in Minneapolis?
0: Um, yeah, I mean it's it's crazy, right? It's definitely more excited than I ever can remember uh, seeing it in my lifetime. Um, I think the the last time it matched this was like 2003 uh, when they I think were like six zero before they uh, faced Michigan and lost. Um, but this is obviously even different than that, and you know they haven't been nine zero since 1940 or something 19 like you know like or no 1904 that's it from uh, that's the last time that they were nine and zero. So it's been a really long time and. Um, you know, Minnesota, the fan base here is very much like a, a bandwagon thing. That's actually something I got from former coach Glenn Mason. Um, you know, there's somebody that if you're not very good or whatever, they'll, they'll they'll ignore you, but they love a winner. And so right now, everybody is like kind of at the peak of that. Everybody's jumping on. Um, and that's really important to see for the Gofans, at least, considering that they're often an afterthought in this, you know, pro sports heavy market. So they're kind of getting their due right now, which is cool to
1: see. Yeah, where does Minnesota typically fit into that sports hierarchy in, in Minneapolis?
0: Um, well, it kind of depends, right? Like, I, I definitely think that gopher football is pretty up there because it's football and college football and, you know, it's a power five conference, regardless of where they kind of stand in that. Um, but, you know, Vikings is always going to be king. Um, the Twins, when they're good, like this past year, um, can really get up there, too. Their have kind of been eh, okay, not very great, so, so they kind of do okay for themselves, but not great. The Wild can be good when they're good, <laughs> but they're not very good right now. So, I mean, they, they can be anywhere from, like, you to know, fifth in the hierarchy or whatever. It just kind of depends on what the other teams are doing.
1: All right, let's look at this game this Saturday in Kinnick Stadium. Uh, what, what can Iowa fans expect from Minnesota uh, offensively? What should they be looking for? You know, Players, position groups, uh, what, what to look for this Saturday?
0: Well, when it comes to the offense, you know, there's a lot of weapons on there, and so there's kind of anywhere you look, you might see somebody who's going to make an impact. Um, the big thing right now are the wide receivers. Uh, they've been awesome all year, and they're coming up with a really good game this last week against Penn State. When you know, obviously Penn State's got that. The time had like the number two rush defense uh, in the country, and so they, the Gophers knew they were going to try to put a lot to stop that, um, and they still put up I think like 121 yards on the ground. But um, they knew that they were going to have to rely on their their passing game, and they did great. Like Rashad Bateman, who's a sophomore, um, had like 203 yards, seven catches um tyler johnson who's the star receiver going to go to the nfl he had 103 yards i think or 104 yards and seven catches um so you know they've got multiple receivers those two guys and then chris ottman also comes in and makes really clutch catches Demetrius Douglas has had some good ones too so they've got a really deep receiving core that's very talented um and that can make catches that you wouldn't really think they could or should make but they do somehow um, and then Tanner Morgan, and the quarterback, he has these days like he had against Penn State where he just can't miss, it seems like. So he's had two of them. At Purdue, I think he only missed one of his 22 passes. And then at Penn State, he, or Penn State, he only missed two of 20. Um, so he can be very accurate um, and, and rack up a lot of yards and a lot of TDs. Uh, so he's got a good... Uh, situation going there when he really is on um, and then the running backs I mean they, they didn't really get the full display or whatever um, against Penn State because they're such a tough rush defense but Rodney Smith um, has been awesome He coming into the Penn State game I think had a streak of five games over 100 yards um, and then they've also got depth there with Shannon Brooks and Muhammad Ibrahim so uh, there's really a lot of weapons there and things to look out for but basically it comes down to the fact that the Gophers are always going to run the ball or going to try to run the ball so you can't ignore that um, but then as soon as they kind of lull you into complacency with that they're going to come out with a big pass um, so that has kind of been hard for a lot of teams to, to combat both at once
1: how about defensively are, are there any big playmakers or maybe main position groups that we should be watching out for
0: well, I think the big thing right now um i mean there's 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 follow players all over defense. It's kind of the most heavy uh place side of the ball I guess um but the big thing right now that's stood out stood out to me is the uh, defensive backs um, the cornerbacks and safeties have been so good recently, and it's actually kind of weird because coming into the season, you had Antoine Winfield jr who people knew was going to be good, but he was also coming off back to back injuries and you know, hadn't really played since that freshman year and so people didn't know, you know, he was good but he maybe Derv was a little bit still out because it was like, can he get through a season healthy and um, you know, is he as good as he kinda of showed he could be in that freshman year? And he's in like doubt. he's got seven interceptions this year, which ties a school record and I think is like seventh in the or second in the FBS right now. Um, so he's awesome. He's just a playmaker and, and he'll no matter where you're putting him or he's just he's kinda of all over and he can make a, a play at any point. Um, So he's been really good. Um, But then the rest of the, the, you know, the other safety position, the cornerbacks, there was no really kind of like clear starters there. And, you know, it was going to be a rotation. And there was all these guys that maybe had played a little bit, but we didn't really know. And they've all been great. Like Jordan Howden this year is the other safety. And he had the game-saving interception against Penn State. And he had to fill in for Winfield last year as a freshman. And he just, like, he struggled predictably because he was kind of thrown into a position he wasn't ready for. Um, But this year you can really tell he's grown. I think he had his best game against Penn State. Um, And so he's showing really, really good stuff at that position. And then the fact that the cornerbacks, you know, they, they are a rotation, um, but they're so like versatile. Like they've got quarter they've got cornerbacks that are fast and then they've got ones that are longer. And it's like any kind of receiver that you have, they have the matchup to combat it. So, Everyone from Chris Williamson to Coney Durr to Benjamin St. Hughes. Um I'm missing somebody. <laughs> but any of those guys, like they're, they're really, really good. Um, and I think that's going to be kind of a, a cool thing to keep seeing them develop.
1: Looking at this Iowa team, what's a part of this team that you think Minnesota is going to be able to exploit with some success on Saturday?
0: Um, well, you know, I think the main thing would just be the fact that they don't put up a lot of points. They don't allow a lot of points, but they also don't put up a lot of points. And when you look at the Gophers in um, all of their nine games this year, they've scored at least 28 points, mostly more. They average like somewhere in the upper 30s uh, for points per game, which is a lot. Um, so even if Iowa's defense is able to kind of, You know, stifle that a little bit. I still think that, like, the Gophers are going to put up a a fair amount of points, and Iowa just can't compete with that. Like, its offense can't. Um, So, I think that's what it could come down to. But at the same time, um, you know, the Gophers were supposed to not score that many points against Penn State because Penn State has this really good defense, too, and they ended up putting up 31. So, um, I kind of could see it being one of those, like, offensive things where it's just the Gophers, if they get going. Um, it's just going to be really hard to stop them.
1: From the Minnesota's perspective, uh, what's the most dangerous part of Iowa's team?
0: Well, I think there's a lot of dangerous things. I mean, their their defense is one. Um, you know, they've got really good playmakers on there, like like AJ, whose last name I will butcher, so I'm not even going to try. <laughs> um, but he's a great defensive end. Um, and he's actually, that's a matchup that I'm really excited to see because uh, Sam Schluter, who's a one of the tackles for the gophers. Uh, you know, he was he's been he was okay like at the start his career and then he actually got benched I think at Iowa a couple years ago. Um, because he just wasn't doing very well. And then all of a sudden he kind of just burst onto the scene this year and it's been so, so solid. And he did great against the defensive end on um, that Penn State and they have some really good ones like Eater gross Matos and those guys. Um so he's done he did a really good job last week and I'm kind of excited to look at that matchup again. Um, and then I think probably just looking at Nate Stanley and what he's been able to do in his career and he is a very, you know, senior established quarterback. And that's actually something that Gophers have not faced this year. They've faced a lot of, you know, backup new starters or, you know, whatever. Um Sean Clifford was probably the closest thing for PSU. He was probably the closest thing that they had seen in terms of a starting quarterback, um, and he is new this year. Um, so I would like to see, like, you know, Nate Stanley, he's obviously very wizened. And so I think if he has any kind of experience or maybe more experience than the quarterbacks that the Gophers have faced before, what he can kind of do with that.
1: Obviously, this is a rivalry game. Floyd of Rosedale is on the line, but I don't think Iowa fans look at Minnesota the same way that they look at uh, Wisconsin or even Nebraska. There's, there's just not that level of hate from this side of it, although we do hear the who hates Iowa, we hate Iowa chant uh, coming from Minneapolis. Uh, what, what do go, what's your sense of what Gopher fans think of Iowa's program?
0: I mean I, I think there is like a healthy amount of rivalry there obviously Wisconsin and Iowa are the big rivals for the Gophers and I think there's more maybe bitter when it comes to the Wisconsin one just because it had been so long since the Gophers had won in that and then now that they finally won it back last year there's kind of this like renewed energy because you know it doesn't feel so one-sided anymore um, and then the fact that usually, like you know it's going to be the last game of the year and all that goes with that. Um, and it could be, you know, depending on how things work out, there could be a big ten loss title on the line. So, um, yeah, there, there's definitely more hate on that side, but I, I think, you know, I was still something that fans really get up for and are excited and they want to see, um, you know, the Gophers win in it. And especially when you look at the history of the rivalry again, like I was on the past four years, six of the last seven. Um, and the Gophers haven't won in Kinnick stadium since 1999. It's so been a long time. Um, And fans are kind of getting used to doing things they haven't done in a really long time, like beating Wisconsin or storming the field or, you know, things like that. And so I think there's a lot of fans that are going to be traveling down to this game because the Gophers are undefeated and it's the best chance to win there and they want to kind of see that environment. So I'm kind of excited to see what the atmosphere is like.
1: She is at the other Meg Ryan on Twitter, which is fantastic, by the way. Uh, give her a follow for all your gopher news. Check out her uh, work in the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Megan, thank you so much for the time today. Thanks having me there it is let's see if iowa can kind of get this season back on track now and knock off the gophers kind of play spoiler for them as they could bring a 9-0 record into kinnick stadium saturday afternoon join joe Schmelkin and myself thursday evenings at the front row in clive from seven to eight o'clock you can hear the hawkeye nation radio show on kxno and keep up with everything hawkeye sports right here on hawkeye nation.com thank you for listening go hawks